Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California, now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. And on this night in the merry month of May, we are having a little birthday party here in the radio studio. Just me and the low-energy ghost and that old owl hooting from the upper branches of the big Joshua tree outside. Because his radio show is now four years old. Pretty much grown out of the cute stage. Or maybe that's age ten. It really varies with the individual. And whether they were ever cute to start with. Because some creatures go in reverse. Our beloved kangaroo rats start off as miserable little squirming sightless gummy worms, just the most awful things. And then through the magic of the absurdly long digital code sequence that builds the mature animal out of thin air and rat milk, we get the delightful kangaroo rat and all of its rodent cousins. A few days back, I was walking down this dry wash full of desert willows, and I nearly stepped on a squirming little kangaroo rat, just blindly going nowhere in the warm morning sunshine. It had that beautiful tawny fur on the head and the back. So I thought, maybe it's a kangaroo rat. But when I scooped it up with my hat to relocate the buddy about three feet over into the shade of a dense stand of Mormon tea, the legs seemed a little short to my eyes. So maybe it was the kangaroo mouse. The mouse version of the kangaroo rat. But then the tails seem pretty short, but I assure you all this was not a wood rat. Or as we call them in 29 Palms, a truck roach. There is nothing so inevitable and disappointing than trying to start your car only to find the wood rats have nested on your engine. On your engine! and then shoot off all the utterly exposed wiring that renders your truck worthless. You went to bed with a functioning vehicle. And overnight, it's all over. 
A likely statistic is that more than 47% of desert people have had at least two vehicles destroyed beyond repair by wood rats. They did a study on the desert wood rat, in particular the Mojave Desert population of wood rats. And it turns out that Mojave wood rats cannot survive the kind of nearly year-round heat that is becoming fairly normal in a lot of the Southwest in this century. When it's too hot all the time, their livers cannot process the toxins in their source of food, the creosote bush. In 2016, the New York Times reported on the wood rat research done by Patrice Kernath, then a biologist at the University of Utah. There's not much more they can eat out here, she said. Oh, but they can eat all the wires under the hood. That seems to go down just fine. Can't take the heat of climate change makes the creosote too toxic even for a wood rat but do not worry they will climb right up your furnace hot engine and settle in for an evening of gnawing away every rubber coated wire hooked up to an electric battery that's just fine the New York Times finishes with this As the climate warms, the wood rats will disappear from the Mojave. Or, if they are fortunate, adapt, said Miss Carnath. Well, as long as automobiles exist, friends, the wood rat will not go very hungry. Electric cars, I'm told, have even more expensive not-covered-by-warranty wiring than our old gas guzzlers. baby. I don't know what it was doing there. Maybe a gopher snake had just blasted through the rat holes and this was a lone, stunned survivor. Maybe it had the hantavirus. We all used to be so scared of the hantavirus out here. And I still very much dislike dusty old cabins or long locked up storage spaces with corners full of dried up deer mouse droppings all covered in a couple of decades worth of asbestos and cigarette butts and meth lab residue 
As they say in the business, your chances of contracting hantavirus are 1 in 13 million. As long as you're nowhere around a desert cabin full of hantavirus. Whatever the situation, I set the little buddy down deep under the Mormon tea cover, where it would be shaded all day if it managed to survive. Most of our rat and mouse friends have their eyes open and alert in 14 days or so, and that tracks pretty closely with the fur growing out and the tail not being pink anymore, etc. The eyes could start opening at any minute in that case. It had gravity, more or less figured out. As for mother and the other half-dozen siblings, well, the snakes gotta eat too. Blessed are you hungry, for ye shall be satisfied. into the hustle which went from a dance at the neighborhood disco to the miserable ceaseless till death hassle known as the grind as the human and natural world continues to collapse and remake itself and seek salvation I will encourage you if it's possible, to quit hustling. You will not be rewarded for your hustling efforts, because they will continue to move the goalpost, change the rules, and you will get nothing but heartburn and panic attacks for your trouble. And yes, they will sell you cures for both. On credit. something we're looking for at least for a while even if we've long given up on finding it something that ticks all the boxes when you're 12 it might be a mini bike ride around in circles in the dirt until your parents throw you out at 13 when you're a romantic young adult who managed to read a few books, it might be an old apartment in Prague or Paris. Maybe a surfboard in a shack on the beach in Mexico. Or a stone tower overlooking the sea in Ireland. 
A jackrabbit cabin on five acres of creosote and North Joshua Tree. A house trailer in Pahrump. You move through your mission, one mostly accidental location after another, like the Stations of the Cross. Sometimes you just need to see what's going on. You want music and the cafes at night and revolution in the air, empires falling down, civil war, somewhere you might get yourself free for a while. Or maybe shot in the crossfire. Beats playing video games. When the cops and the soldiers and the politicians and the captains of industry are busy fighting each other over ancient ethnic wars, or fish imports, or border skirmishes, or massive political scandals, or some hundred-year-old dictator finally falling over dead... Sometimes they lay off bothering everybody else for a little while. And for a little while, it becomes a magic city. Anything goes. But those places are getting harder to find. The captains of industry and their security cameras are getting better at laying down the law around the clock just about everywhere. It helps that everybody's carrying around a little personal surveillance device. Like in Washington, D.C., a few months back, the whole federal government capital complex was already pretty near fenced in, like the Green Zone in Baghdad after the occupation of Iraq some years back. One thing they are not lacking is more fencing, higher fencing, concrete barriers, razor wire walls, gun towers, searchlights, motion detectors, facial recognition systems, drug hounds, troop carriers, sonic weapons, Klieg lights, secret cameras in the asphalt that check for car bombs or improperly laced shoes. So when those people chartered jets to Washington to cosplay a revolution, they made sure to broadcast all of it on Twitch and Discord and YouTube and all these systems we willingly sign up for, willingly use to plot out our own dumb little Marvel movies in real time. Because on social media, you're not the customer... You're the product. There's a kind of mass homeless camp down by the Salton Sea. And even the tourists go there to visit, take pictures and videos of the voluntary inmates. Like seeing the monkeys at some rundown zoo. As far as I can tell, Slab City has mostly been left alone because the authorities would prefer those people stay out there, baking in the awful heat, breathing the poison dust off that dead sea, fighting amongst themselves. 
Better there, the authorities figure, than seeing the wretched crashing the gates into Thunderbird Heights up in Rancho Mirage, where every mansion house estate holds enough easily resold wealth to give everybody in Slab City a decent individual retirement account. Most of it, which you never see in Instagram pictures, is a parking lot for snowbirds. These are elderly people of minimal resources, mostly. And they move their worn-out RVs to the low desert in the wintertime. They live off social security, disability, whatever kind of government assistance they can get. And they mostly watch TV in the motorhome and drive to Costco or Walmart every now and then. There's a grocery store down the road, too, for weekly provisions. It's an indictment of the American economic system is what it is. These were people who had to give up their home, maybe in one of our cyclical foreclosure and eviction waves, maybe because their lousy private health insurance didn't cover a common illness of old age. Maybe they were designated redundant by their last employer, and that was it. Lose the crumbling tract house. Lose the mortgage car. And now you're sitting out there under the sun in Slab City. Maybe it's freedom, or maybe it's just a poor house where you show yourself in. That's what it was the first time I drove through in the early 1980s. There are spots like this all over the Southwest. From West Texas to pretty much any Walmart parking lot in a depressed area of Arizona or New Mexico. Driving west out of Flagstaff, there's a 10-mile stretch of national forest land that serves the same purpose. Just goes on and on. In such places, most of those RVs and trucks aren't going far no matter what the nice lady from the Forest Service says has to be done. But Slab City has some colorful junkyard art, and it's close to Palm Springs. So it has a tourist economy of sorts. Or it did before the COVID. The whole thing fits into about a square mile, about a section in Southwest Desert Land track map speak. So it's not too big, Slab City. If the weather doesn't kill you in the process, you can walk the boundaries in an hour's time, 15 minutes per mile, northeast, south, and west again, long as you look like a nice tourist with a roll of 20s to distribute, you'll be all right. The people squatting there in the free zones, they won't bother you. But the Riverside County Sheriff's deputies patrol pretty much all the time looking for meth sales... And there's La Migra, the border patrol. They never really let anybody alone. Not in Slab City and not anywhere within the ever-growing and widening jurisdiction of the U.S.-Mexican border. Even the roads out of a place become oppressive when you know where they all lead. 
Sometimes the best thing is just to get on a Greyhound or something, bring a bottle and a brown bag, see where you wake up. It's all the same anyway. Anywhere you go, there you are. Dollar generals and churches and run-down stucco strip malls, junkyards and military bases, tracked houses and trailer parks, Well, looks like I'm all set. Hey, wait a minute. 
What are you going to use? Oh, I'll be okay. Yeah, how about that? Mr. <laughs> Canteen. Thank you. How's it feel? It's going to be swell. Now, make sure that the boy's wounds are covered with sulfur powder and always bandaged. We don't want to take any chances on infections. And, uh, keep up the log, yo. We'll make a good record. Right. Bob? Yo. Good luck, Sam. Thank you. Now, if you don't fly over us before we get to the Oasis, we'll be back here with help in about seven days. About 25 miles. At least that's what I get by my count. become of our mystery visitors, our angels and gods and aliens who used to regale a cursed few with elaborate con jobs. Like, the world will end on such and such date. Nobody listens to them anymore. They don't photograph well on the bad phone cameras we carry around, so mostly they don't put on a show anymore. They've lowered the stakes, lowered the payout like a corporate casino chain. The Christians and a hundred other cults promise the apocalypse, the uncovering, the great reshuffle, the end of the old world, starting with the generation who knew Jesus. Verily, some of you in this generation will see his return, etc. Had to keep kicking that can down the road. Lately, nobody even cares when the Pentagon's trying to scare you over their little UFOs nobody else seems to be seeing. When everybody's having nervous breakdowns all the time, there is a diminishing growth market for more nervous breakdowns. The flying saucers of the moment seem to only trouble the Navy, the Pentagon, the war machine, the aerospace contractors. They swarm around helpless warships like barefoot Viet Cong around helpless overloaded American GIs. Or so they tell us. From Amboy to Zizek's and across the great Mojave wilderness, this is Desert Oracle Radio broadcasting from Joshua Tree. And heard on many fine community radio stations, including Lookout FM in Los Angeles, Hollywood, Burbank, and Pacific Palisades, KZMU in Moab, Utah, 88.1 FM KFCF in Fresno, and always on the podcast, which you can get at DesertOracle.com. Thanks to our patrons who support the program at patreon.com forward slash desert oracle soundscapes by red blue black silver and i am your host ken lane thank you for joining us tonight enjoy this desert spring weekend and good night from the voice of the desert (laughs) 